podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football Prizes sponsors Clubback 22, the Rangers podcast. Football Prizes gives you a chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer. This is your chance to win a one-of-a-kind legend-signed Rangers shirt. Tickets cost £3.56 with code CLUBAT22. Only 125 tickets are available, so don't miss out. Competitions close at 7.30pm on Wednesday the 24th of August. Go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets. everyone and welcome back to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live tonight with a bit of a special uh, due to a pretty massive issue that has came to light uh, today uh, and I think there'll be a lot of Club at 22 subscribers wanting to have their say on it so we thought we would come live. I am your host Scott Carney and I'm with Alistair Pearson. Ali, you must be buzzing mate. Yes, that is my out of office on now. I'm off for two weeks. I'm away to Mexico tomorrow, so can't wait. Thought I'd come in the podcast because I thought it'd be quite a quiet podcast tonight, but um, no, Mr Morelos has um, changed that tonight for us. <laughs> yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, Scotia, how are you, mate? Yeah, I was doing quite well up until a certain period today when Pearson messaged the group chat because I hadn't seen it at that point, and then, yeah. Oh, hell, broke those kind of ruined, not ruined my afternoon, but a wee bit hectic and kind of trying to look through certain things and whatnot and still not really made my mind up about it, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to it in due course. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you will. Oh, I've just been lost. Fantastic. You, can, you, got, you can't really beat that. When th- well, if this sums up how things are going, then uh, I don't know what does. Uh, I'm going to need to go and come back. This is going to be a bit awkward. Ali, keep talking for a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, it has been a bit of an awkward... Um... A bit of a bizarre day, Scotia. Um, Sky Sports, obviously. I mean, we'll wait for Carney to come back and he can kind of lead it. But breaking the story of um, Alfredo Morelos being left out the squad due to issues and also... Who yeah, is back? Well, hey. like, on, Carney. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had this resolved. Generally, I thought I had this resolved. Oh, honestly, what a start. At least I've done a Scotia. That's a good start to the podcast. It gives people a laugh because uh, there's probably not going to be many laughs in this pod. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there is only one place to start. Apologies there for the technical glitch. And it's the, uh, with Alfredo Morelos. So he's been left out of the European squad. I'm sure everybody knows that. He won't travel with the club to Holland. Um, it's reported that it's due to fitness and attitude. It looks like it's been backed by the leadership group of the dressing room. Uh, and it seems to back up the, the kind of stupid comment Tav called uh, Tav mentioned about Amarelos's red card at the weekend. Um, Ali, this is... I mean, it's not came out of nowhere. I suppose it has. Uh, I suppose it has. But this is such a massive call for Van Bronckhorst to do this. And, yeah, your initial thoughts on it all, mate, before we come to what it might hold for Alfredo. Disappointed. I thought this was well. I was I was coming on to this podcast tonight to explain Saturday and my my reactions to that. I was extremely disappointed at him on Saturday. I would have thrown the book at him in terms of maximum fine with wages on Saturday. This to come out as well. It's just a cherry on top. To be honest, it's um, it's so disappointing in him. He's had so many. I think he's had eight red cards with us in his, in, since he's been with us or something. Um, he's missed umpteen games with us. There was the one where he came back for Columbia late and Gerard um, excluded him. But uh, I'm sorry that this this this, this I'm so, one guy is not bigger than Rangers. And the the thing that I thought today was was not 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 good. But in terms of last time when he's done previous similar things. Geo's actually went to the senior members of the squad who are all really pally with Alfie and, the, and they've all went, nah, this isn't good enough. Um, I'll be honest with you, Carney in Scotia, I think he's done. Um, he's done with me. We, I don't want a guy at our football club. I know he's the main man in scoring goals, but we can't have guys that are unreliable. 
this is a second Champions League qualifier we're going into again without him this time because of disciplinary issues and I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Um, you can back and argue up. He scores that many goals in that, but I'm sorry. Gio has to put a marker down and he has and that's fair play to Gio because he would look weak if he didn't. So there's a lot of stuff in the background that we don't know about, but it alludes to, we talked about it, Carney, why didn't he throw him in the park against um, PSV? This is probably why. And he doesn't look fit at all. I speak to a lot of guys out and about, so a couple of Celtic fans have a wee joke saying, oh, he looks really, and you see what they are, what the memes and all they've got, but it's true, mm-hmm. he doesn't look fit at all. It's mm-hmm. um, it's unacceptable, Carney, and for me, I'm sorry, I love the guy to bits, but time to go if we can move him on. Yeah, it's cool. so this isn't the first time that <coughs> there's been controversial stuff surrounding Alfredo Morelos, mate, I think that's me saying it politely. And it's not the first time there's been issues with fitness and possibly attitude. Obviously, we, we've we seen his attitude. We've seen his discipline uh, record that Ali mentioned there, eight red cards. I think it's the most for a Rangers player ever um, in their career at Ibrooks. And the petulance of Saturday, which we all thought we had seen the last of from Alfredo returned again. So... What's your initial thoughts on, on, on all this, mate, and Gio's decision to leave him out of what's a, an absolutely gigantic game for Rangers? It's um, quite decisive by Gio. Um, first thing that I think it's really ever happened to, to Alfie, because he's always, like Ali's mentioned a couple of incidents there over the past 35 years, and he's always been given that leeway to Kenny come back and get over it, but Gio's been very brave in making the decision. Um, it may probably wouldn't have happened under Gerard if we've been honest. Maybe because Gerard didn't have the the luxury that you know we've got Cholak there now. But it's, um, like I was saying to you before we just started recording, I'm still not really sure what to make of it all. It's all just I've not really read an awful lot about it today. I see a couple of comments coming up from like Teddy Bear there as well, saying that the Boyd was said something in the papers today. I've not read that yet, so I can't really. I've not seen it. Comment you did an interview. Said right, okay. Can you what did he say, Ali? I didn't I didn't listen to it. I just I seen in Sky Sports that it was a four minute interview he did with Sky Sports. Right. Well, I've not listened I've not listened to that, so I can't really go on to anything than that. But it, it's very decisive and really we've said it often enough, it's Alfie's sort of last chance, last chance, but how often are we going to give him this last chance? Because his last red card was against uh, Celtic. 2019 December or not? Yeah, December 2019. Yeah, um, when he dived in the box, I think we were already winning when he dived to look for a penalty. That's right. Get sent yeah. off quite late on. That was his last one, and then previous to that, there's a few that I was looking through all his red cards that he's got. There was the first one he got was that wee kick out, but eventually got rescinded against Aberdeen first day of the 2019-2018-2019 season. The ones that annoyed me the most were the red card against Ufa when we yep. were drawn one each and then we had the Celtic the following Sunday or the Sunday straight after I think and then also the one against Scott Brown where they yes. fit, roped in um, but yeah so he's had eight, seven if you take away the one that was rescinded but that's still an awful lot of red cards but we thought we'd get over this sort of period from him because it had been since 2019 right fair enough some of that was cut out by the, the Covid shortened season but last season it was the Columbia issue there and I've not read this yet either, but I've seen Rangers Review had put out something about sort of Alfie's, how he builds into a season. And Alfie doesn't really come good until about September, mid-September, start of October. And this goes into his fitness kind of situation. Before the start of the season, we were all kind of going on about, we don't expect to see him back in the squad until around about the end of, end of this month, start of September, really. Um, now, whether the obviously the backroom staff thought, no, your injury's fine, it's time for you to get back. But like you said, he look, doesn't look like he's ready to be playing. He's only played 73 minutes in all this season so far, and all sub appearances. So he's really, really good. If he wants to stay around, he's really going to have to get the finger out and impress because obviously the next game he's available for now is the old firm game at Parkhead, um, which I do not expect him to see him, see him in. <laughs> No, um, for my my pennies worth on it. The now is 
I mean, I, I've, I'm not, I'm, I'm, everybody knows how much a fan I'm of, of Alfredo Morelos. And for Gio to come out and make this decision, and not just Gio, it's the fact that it's been backed by the by the players as well. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like the the mentality of that. Um, Ali mentioned it as well. A few people have already said that in the comments that nobody's bigger than this club, and you cannot act like that, and you won't get away with it. And I think now. The credit in the bank that Alfredo has had, and the, the amount of times the club has backed fans have backed him through everything that he's really been through, that's going to that's emptied very very quickly after this. Uh, the the ridiculous decision that he, he did on Saturday, and now and now this, um, I cards on the table as well. I struggle to see how he comes back from this. I just don't think he can. I think it looks terrible for the club. I think it looks terrible on him. And no matter, I mean, I still stand by that Alfredo Morelos is the best player we have when he's fit and firing. I don't think there's really any great doubt in that. He is our star man. But for this now, I, I just can't see how you return from it. Uh, it's a long road back for him. And this is the ultimatums of ultimatums This that's been laid down to him. Ali, this has obviously been going on for a while. Um, you also you mentioned it, mate, in regards to him not getting brought on last week when we were all possibly hoping um, that he would um, get brought on, even for the last 10 minutes or so against PSV. And obviously no uh, no appearance well, from the start anyway on, on Saturday. Uh, I suppose, do you think... Again, if he is, this is a decision that Alfredo's doing then... Do you think him spitting the dummy out on Saturday is a way of trying to force a move or a way to try and force Gio's hand? But surely clubs looking at him are going to go, I want nothing to do with that. I don't know. What he did on Saturday, I was honestly, I'm glad I wasn't on the post-match view, boys, because for me, I know folk can say, well, I call him courses the points of the weekend and to a point he did. But to me, even with 10 men, we were going out Easter Road with three points. Morelos, for me, cost us big time on Saturday. There was petulance. I was raging with him. Um, but nah, I don't know. I think this has been going on in the background. I'm pretty sure about it. But like you say, who's going to touch him? For all you know, some club might come in with a cheeky bid and say, there you go, we'll take him. Because what's he worth now? Because everyone knows he's got a disciplinary issue with Angels. So everybody knows. So people that may want to have a go at them will come in with ridiculously low um, offers if they do. I don't know what we do. He's got a year left in his contract. Last time Gio talked about it, he was he was quite confident he was going to sign a new contract. The Rangers want to give him a new contract um, because we've been down we've been down here umpteen times on with disciplinary issues. So I don't know what we do. I really don't know what we do with him. But like I said. For me, I'm sorry. He's done with Rangers, but that's easier said than done. You can't just <laughs> move a guy on like that. I mean, I've been watching that um, the Arsenal documentary in Prime at the moment, and they had a kind of similar one with um, what was the striker that Obama, Obama Yang. and they they were sitting down thinking, "Aye, it's great, we've disciplined him, but how do we get rid of him? Because he's on all these wages." So mm. it's it's kind of similar to a point, but. I don't know what we do. And Scotia says the next game is available is away at Parkhead. Absolutely no chance he'll be in that, involved in that game. So it's annoying because it leaves Big Cho and he's been doing well on his own. Kamar Roof, I don't know where he is. Apparently he put some Instagram story saying he's close. And Sakala, that's all you've got. So he's left us up Ship Creek once again in the eve of a massive game. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has me. Uh, 100% he has. And I, I can't stand. I, 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 I'm so I'm gutted about it. Generally, I am because I, I I love Alfie and he has had chance time and time again. Um, I, I know you mentioned it, Scotia, about him not being fit till like September. That's not good enough. It just isn't. The league doesn't start in September. Do you know what I mean? So he can't continuously get away with this. This this. He'll show up when he wants. I've seen a few comments, people coming in regarding comments that Chris Boyd has said. Um, apparently, he's been late for training, he's been late for meetings, etc. He's been kind of disrespecting other players within the team, and that's not somebody you want within the team. It really isn't. And this is all hearsay, as I say. Obviously, we're hearing one side of the story as well, just now very much um, re regarding Alfredo, so we, we don't know for sure what his side of the story will be. 
Scotia, where do the club go with this? Where does... Do we just cut our, cut our losses? Do we try and punt him out on loan with somebody with a potential to buy? Because unless he's willing to, I mean, give everything um, now for the rest of this season, and by that I mean get himself fit, change his attitude completely, um, put his dummy back in because he's obviously knows he's out of joint because Cholak's coming in and scoring goals, then there's not really much else the club can do for him. Um, and in regards to the contract, I did hear on, uh, I always give credit to other pods, uh, on a daily update coming home today, it was Colin that did it, if I heart in hand, he said that the club have put a, a hold on trans, uh, on contract talks just now. So, do you think it is goodbye, Alfredo? I don't know. It's, there's what, only less than two weeks of the transfer window left. Um, so it's not given much time. And obviously stuff happens quite quickly these days, but it kind of puts us in a difficult situation that we are, we've not, a, in our first team squad at the minute, we've got no other striker other than Cholak that's available at the moment. Obviously, people speak about Lovelace, yes, but I, have to, I really expect Lovelace to probably be called up for, from the B team squads for the, the bench on Saturday and again against Queen of the South, given the rate that he's knocking them in. But it's a big jump between Lowland League up, up to here, so it depends, you know i seen someone on Twitter put a comment out that is very reminiscent of when Walter Smith stopped Gorham on the transfer market, when mm. he was coming back from pre-season unfit overweight, not for it and then, you know, he finally buckled down and I think he got, well that was probably around about the 93-94 season so he had another four, couple, four years at Rangers once he'd kind of screwed the nut a wee bit, so you want Alfie to do the same, but he's, I've said this previously to you guys before we were even doing the pod when he's been doing stuff like this, you're like, you know, screw the nut. He's now 26, seen there in the comments. And this is probably something as well. He's 26, he's getting older, so his like, metabolism and stuff is getting slower. So he can't train the way that he was training when he was younger. That weight that he picks up when he's out injured is going to stay on him longer, which is maybe a factor. That's maybe why, like, as I was saying, that I expected him to be back at the end of September. The medical staff and the coaches and stuff have looked at it and said, no, your injury's fine, you're ready to go. And they're expecting him to get up to this level of fitness, which he's just, he's not achieving because he's maybe not realised. So at the moment, I'm still Kenny for him staying. I'm not as far along in the situation as Ali is. And again, everything's just kind of broke today. So no doubts there'll be sort of other stuff that'll come in and out that'll maybe change your opinion slightly. Yeah, I think there's a press conference tonight um, in yeah. Holland. Uh, I Ten minutes, I think. Mean, is it? Is it? I think it's seven o'clock. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's a half seven, everybody. Don't go. It's a, it's a, it's a half seven. He's already, yeah. Carney, he's already had the press conference. I think it comes out on RTV or it comes out in the socials and things oh, like that. About seven. Because I've seen, seen on Twitter that there was some stuff there, but I had a quick scan through before we started and there was nothing right. really major came from that. Just saying that he was, wasn't in the squad. Well, I'm, I was about to say, I, I doubt you'll be, you know what he's like, uh, Gio, and in, in press conferences, he doesn't give too much away um, at the best of times. Look, it's not ideal on the eve of, I'd say, one of the biggest, well, the biggest game of our season so far, and arguably one of the biggest games we've had in a, a long time, probably taking the Europa League final out of that. It's a huge, it's a huge call from Gio, it really is, and yeah, I mean... It's, it's hard right now to try and, without being too knee-jerk about it, um, my, my heart's my heart's saying keep him, my head's no, my head's, my heart's saying get rid of him, my head's saying keep him, it's one of those things, because if he can't get rid of him, he can't just sit there for six months just with his face tripping him, and we can't bring in a replacement, he, he's going to, if the club had decided that that's it, then he has to go. He has to go. It's as simple as that. They'll have to do their best to try and get some form of money out of him, and they will need to. They'll need to recruit. There's just there's no doubt we cannot rely on Kamar Roof. We just can't because he'll get injured again. We all know he'll get injured again. And just having Trolak and Sakala, no disrespect to Trolak and Sakala, but to be involved in the amount of football we're going to be involved, we want to be involved with this season. There is no chance you can just rely on NATO. So the club have got a decision on their hands um, now. Um, but it's a real shame that it's came to us. And it would be a real shame if the last thing we remember Alfredo Morelos for is a stupid red card against Hibs on on Saturday. Um I would be 
I'd be devastated at that. Anything further, lads? Yes, go, mate. Yeah, something further. I'm sure that we've probably said something almost car- a carbon copy of that about Alfie before. That it'll be probably a terrible shame if this is his last game. So there, there is a there is a big part of me hoping that he can shake it off and and bounce back because but come Christmas time we'll all be in love with him again or something like that. But at the, I don't right think at the so, moment, Scotia. Just, I don't right think at the so. Moment as the news comes out, I can understand people's opinions. I know you're at Scotia. I, I know you're a, a glass half full kind of guy all the time, and you're the positive guy of the podcast, but. No, I can't see it from, from bringing the players in to it as well. That's an indication to me he's upset the complete squad now, which yeah. he hadn't previously got away with previously. So I wish I was in your camp, Scotia, but and I know Ryan's not here to defend himself. I know what he thinks about it, but I really don't think we'll see him again. I don't, and it's a sad thing to say. For anybody's ever watched this podcast before, we'll know exactly what Ryan's thoughts are on this. I don't <laughs> think needs to, Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> needs to guess that. I don't think anybody needs to guess that. Um yeah, I'm probably with Ali. I just don't see I don't think I don't think enough of the support will forgive him for this. Um I don't think they will. I think he's he's so crucial. He's so crucial for us. But this is even for me, for a guy like me as well, that I am as you say, I'm the one of his biggest fans. I really am got his picture behind me on my wall. Do you know what I mean? But the nobody's bigger than the football club. No one is bigger, and you just I'm just you're not going to get away with it. You're really not. The same way, as you say, Ali, you're saying about that Abamia thing on um, the Arsenal all or nothing, um, which is great by the way. Uh, but you just you're not going to get away with that, and that's as simple as that. Um, it's, it's a shame. It is an absolute shame. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next coming weeks, especially in terms of selection and everything else. But I think if it was just concerns over fitness, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But the attitude thing is something I can't, I can't forgive and can't put up with. And the club should not put up with it. So uh, we'll just we'll leave that there and move on to more less positive things than that probably and it's the Hibs game um, right so yes Hibs we were initially going to start tonight gentlemen but obviously we couldn't not talk about Alfredo um, to each draw on Saturday an absolute calamity of a game if we're, we're going to be honest poor performance um, by Rangers and very controversial refereeing by headline circus act column uh, the clown sees Rangers dropping their first points of the season. We took the lead after a less than impressive first half via a James Tavernier penalty. Yeah, just before half time, we then start the second half as poor as you like and concede an equaliser. Uh, following that, it's a bit of a good a cracking goal with a, be- a beauty of a cross by uh, Bonner um, for Lawrence to power the heady hole, the header home, and then Willie Collum show hits its crescendo, followed by the supporting role of Alfredo Morelos uh, and a late Hibs equaliser against. Nine main Rangers see a share of the points. So, Ali, major talking point of it all um, for me to start with is the sending off of John Lundstrom at 2 1. He makes a run of the mill professional foul, mate. The type of foul you will see in uh, pretty much every single game that you watch, I think. I, I think there's one of these in more games than there isn't. Um, Willie Collum has decided here it's my show and I'm going to put the spotlight onto me. It's just not a red. That's never heard that. Uh, Doyle Hayes, whatever he was called, done the exact same, probably worse, to be honest, in the first half, and he was booked mm-hmm. for it. Um, it's a yellow card all day long. You see it in football every every game, to be honest. It's a professional foul. You don't like it when it's against you, but it is a prof- it's part of the game, if you want to say. It's a professional yeah. foul. It's um, It probably falls in the aching if there was ever an amber card that we talk about all the time, because it's they are dirty challenges when they happen, but it's in the game. It's a yellow all day long. It's um, Bloomstrom looked gobsmacked when Colm showed in the card as well because he must have thought, what the hell's going on here? But <laughs> we didn't we didn't help ourselves by giving the ball away and giving Lundstrom the option to have him take that boy down again. Um, but Willie Colm, what else can you say about him? He'd like you say, can he? he wants to make it about himself. Second red, I've got any grumbles about it. It was a red card, but they ruined the game, Call, And it wasn't a great game. And it, I, I mean, I can give you my tuppence in the first half and that and a wee bit. But, um, aye, he ruined the game, Call. It was never a yellow. And you look at Dermot Gallagher does his ref watch thing on a Monday and all that. And 
he was on. No, it's a yellow, and that's all. That's it. And again, this is why we need VAR. That's two away games now. We've been done with a goal at Livingston, and we've been done by a red card in two away games now. So the quicker VAR comes in, the better. Yeah, uh, we've seen exactly the same tackle happen in England, uh, Kieran Trippier, uh, in the Newcastle game. Um, exactly the same tackle. Uh, the ref sent him off, the ref went to VAR, realised they had got it wrong and booked him for it. So, I mean, it's just a booking. And the current, I agree with it or not, the way the foul happens, I agree with it or not, it is, it's a yellow card, it's not a sending off. Scotia, two camps uh, were formed after the game. Uh I sat in the middle of both. Ryan very firmly sat in one, as you could tell by the colourful convert. Not about colourful. It was a debate. It was a debate like most of the... It wasn't happy. Aye, the most of the subscribers like to have a, a decent conversation, which is great, and I like to see that. And most of the comments that we get um, are good debates, and people don't argue with each other, and they don't get personal. There is a few that get personal. We all know who they are. Um, I'm sure you've read them. I just tend to ignore them ones because it's not... There's just no need for it, but most of the time we have a good debate. But there was two camps, mate. It was Colum Costas or Rangers didn't play well enough, and that's what Costas. I firmly still, mate, sit in the middle of the two camps, and I think it's okay to do so. Yeah, if that's, I think once you've had time to look back and reflect on the game, then yeah, it's probably probably true. I'm probably more of the feeling that Colum probably changed that game. To our detriment more than anything. Um, obviously, even before Alfie gets sent off, which does contribute to Kenny, the, the way the game finished and the way it did. But I think, although we were pretty poor in the first half, I thought we were by f- overall the better team in the first half. We were controlling it by being poor. Um, and I think after we'd scored and we were growing back into the game, it looked like we could go up and score another one. Lindstrom getting sent off for what was, he got excited for um, serious foul play. Um, so that'll get overturned automatically. Like you say, I was sitting in the watching the Man City Newcastle game, put my head up and seen Trippier getting sent off. And I looked up at the, that point and went, Oh, that looks a bit worse than Lindstrom's one, but it's not a red card. But I was maybe thinking that because it's it's not my team. If I you know if I was a supporter of Newcastle, would I probably be feeling the exact same way I did feel about Lindstrom? But no way was that a red card. So for me, that did change the game, even with us being poor, because Hibs aren't a, a great team. And then you'll probably come at the Alfie one. I've, I've revised what I said at the time, after the, right after the game, that I didn't think it was a red card for Alfie. I've sat and watched it back. I don't think the arm on its own is, is enough for the red card. I think it's the wee trip he makes as well that I didn't see first time round. And for me, that's, it's yes, probably as a red card. I don't think the, the arm on its own. I know an awful lot, I've seen an awful lot of people saying that it's two times he's put his hand up. I think the first time he puts his hand up, he's doing nothing nothing at all wrong there. The second one, possibly a yellow card if it's a, another player. But it's the wee trip as well that probably leaves you no doubt that it should be a red. Yeah, it's the, how many attempts do you want to try to get sent off? thing. If he'd have done it once and there was just one movement, fine, but he makes multiple movements to do it. I think he knows fine well what he's doing. Um, the, the more I see it, the more I think you were trying to get sent off um, for whatever reason or trying to really upset Willie Collum, which is a silly idea because he's the most com- incompetent ref I've ever seen in my life. Um, Ali, Again, there's people saying we would still have dropped points. There's people in the comments saying, oh, no, it was column, etc. It's going to be back and forth on this. I'm not saying that Rangers were good on Saturday because we weren't. Rangers were very poor. That first half was terrible. It's not good enough. There is many, many questions getting raised about our domestic form, and I think quite rightly so. Your thoughts in the first half, mate, and our complete inability to shoot? Uh- it's a worry for me. It's another away game. And you can even put it at Ibrooks to, to a point, but another away game where we just can't get going. It's so pedestrian. It's so predictable. And see this not shooting, Carney, in that first half. Honestly, I, I watched it down the pub with Dan and the rest of the guys in the pub. And oh, we're going to Toronto. Ryan Kent at some points. Why he needs to beat the guy again? is beyond me. Tom Lawrence, again, a guy that shoots, doesn't he shoot? Ryan Jack, you could go through them all, but the first half for me was very disappointing against, let's let's be brutally honest, probably one of the worst Hibs teams I've seen in a long time. We all said it, we all said it before the, the Hibs game, that Hibs is one of these teams that you get in your head as if oh, it's going to be a tough game out there. And Rangers went there again thinking that, and yeah, 
they're they are garbage hibs. They're utter garbage. And we went there as if they were some decent team. Um first half was completely unacceptable to me. I think we go out of jail with a penalty. It's a it's a penalty all day long. It's soft, but it's a penalty. Tav does well to put it away. But once again, the goal we conceded in the second half, poor. And um yeah. Matondo for me. Shitting out of fifty fifty. You, you know how much you know how much I hate that. <laughs> I would, Carney, I said in the group chat, and I'm, I'm being honest here, and I would have done this, I would have hooked him for that, because yeah. you can't do that. You cannot do that. Um, we praised Matondo the other week because he was good against St. Johnston, but see games against Hibs away, he needs to show more. I know he's a winger and they don't put their foot in that much, but I, I can't accept that. He shot out of that, and Tav didn't cover himself for glory either, the Goldson, and he scored. But it's another game, especially if they're home, where we've just, it's been flat. Pedestrian, your man, Ryan Jack, Carney. I hate to pick the players at the moment, but Ryan Jack, doesn't he look like Ryan Jack? He looks done for me. Um, we'll probably come on to maybe players who we need to bring in, but he looks done. Best playing apart for me, and I know we talked about it, Carney, the other night. He got a bit of a raw deal from some fans on Twitter. I thought James Sands was probably the best playing apart for Rangers. Um, but it was poor once again. Column, I agree, probably did cost us the three. But Morelos, I, I still think the 10 men we would have went out to Easter Road with the three points. Morelos really cost it when it went down to nine. And then I would even go on to, I'm sorry that I'll keep it on here, but I would even go no, on to, on. I would even go on to Gio's tactics when we went down to nine men. We had zero out ball. Not even a... I would have brought a guy on just somebody, maybe try and hold the ball or a Sakala, somebody. We just took all the strikers off, shut up shop, and how many times have you seen that movie? You know they're going to score, and it had to happen with two minutes to go. We all knew it was going to happen. It was disappointing, and it hands momentum, and I hate to say it to the other end of the city, who we go there in two weeks' time. They're going out, and they're doing teams. They went to Kilmarnock last week. Kilmarnock's a tricky place to go. Done them. We don't do that, and it worries me. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> Mate, no, you're more than welcome to. I should remember to stop you, but because you tend to say the whole agenda. As, nah, I uh, to get it out, but one of them. I should do it. But I thought, he's on one here, so I'll just let him yeah. carry on. Um, you step by now, mate. Um, James has made a, a comment. I must be close to a meltdown between Jack Morelos. It's not great, mate. <laughs> not feeling great about things. Uh, I agree with Ryan Jack, mate. I don't know what it is. Like, I just... It, his legs just kind of keep up with him. I don't think it's it's, yeah. it's so strange to see, uh, especially with him having a full pre-season um, this season worrying. as well. Very worrying. Very, very worrying. Scotia, the first half wasn't good. Um, we probably did get out, of, get out of jail a wee bit, getting the penalty. Um, we have not scored in 10 games now, I think, in the first 30 minutes of the game which is a ridiculous start for us to have. I know there's obviously we've played European games in that as well, but that's really not it's not good enough. It's definitely a problem. I think the biggest problem for me, mate, is the 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 lack of momentum we seem to carry into a half after leading the first half. The players should have been right, well, we've managed to get ourselves ahead here, right? We really need to kick on the second half. The start of that second half on Saturday was I mean just this safe, slow play. There is no tempo. There is no. I know we talk about leaderships, but there doesn't really seem. It doesn't. For whatever reason, we can't. We don't seem to have leadership. Everybody wants an extra touch. Is this Gio's style? Is this what he's looking to do? Well, the last time we scored inside thirty minutes in the league was Ross County back. I think it was around about the eleventh of May, around about the start of May. We scored in the first 30 minutes then, but ever since then, as you say, no, we haven't. It's always been Kenny on the half hour, just after the half hour mark or on a couple of penalties on 45 minutes as well recently. Um, at periods over the last few seasons under Gio and Gerard, we have started off games a wee bit slowly and we've grown into them. What you would be hoping to see is Kenny see games out strongly um, and Obviously, Saturday there's a really bad example to look at because we get put down to 10, then 9, so you can't really see how that game would have panned out. But is it Geo-style? You know what, I'm not too concerned if we're not scoring within 30 minutes as long as we go on and have a strong 
second half because there was a period as well over the last couple of seasons where we've all said we get to 2-0 up and we take the foot right off the gas and let teams back in it, um, which under Geo tend not to do so much. So could this be Geo's fault? One big factor to look into all those games is certainly the start of last season, between that Ross County game and the end of the season, we didn't have a recognised striker, I'm pretty sure, because obviously Alfie had been out at this point. So we're trying to adjust to a new system. And then this season, we're bringing in a kind of new kind of attacking wave of players in terms of Cholak, Lawrence, Tillman. So there does need to be a wee bit of um, of gelling because that's just what four games in, we've dropped two points. This time last season, I think we dropped three points. Yeah. So just looking at comparing it like for like, kind of on a similar track. So I know I was guilty. We were all guilty of last season saying, Oh, give it we'll soon click into action, give it one more game, one more game. But I think we got to October and we were still saying the same thing. So that can't that can't happen. We really need to start gelling. Um as I say, I wouldn't be overly concerned if we're not scoring within the first 30 minutes and then our strongest period of play is later on. But like you say, coming out second half, few occasions this season, we've not looked at it reminiscent of Kenny what happened against PSV last week. And for the Hibs equaliser. Boyle's equaliser. Even before Matondo shits out the tackle, uh, Lundstrom gets really easily dispossessed in the middle of the mm-hmm. park from a run up to, to make an attack, and then it all kind of falls apart and, and leads to Matondo doing what he shouldn't or not doing what he should have done. So, um, yes, I'm going to give it one more shot. That let's see how it goes next in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just honestly, it's the most, the most positive man I've ever met in my life. It's brilliant, mate. Um, it's wild, wild of having you on, mate. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm now really concerned about it because we can't continue to just look so passive in games and the side to side passing, the extra touch, the not committing, the no risk taking. I mean, Ali, I suppose we can kind of. Cross this with the upcoming PSV game. Um, we are going to have no luck in this game if we don't take risks, but right now the team don't take any risks. I think the well, it's Geo as well, and even you can see in his team selection as well. And this is no respect, no disrespect to I'm going to mention Scott Arfield, there's no disrespect to him, but he's a very safe pair of hands and he's managed to maybe get more time and more. Can I? You got a start the other week there against was it PSV. He started against, wasn't it? Did he start um, on PSV? No, he did, didn't he? I'm sure he did. Somebody will tell me. Somebody will tell me. I'm sure he did. This is why I should do research for. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You what I mean is by that, and that's probably why we're continuing to see Scott Wright as well, mate, because he will do the 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 role that Geo tells him to do, and he will not. You will not differentiate from that. This is what I've been told to do, and this is what I'll stay to do. But it's leading to predictable, slow play, and it's now becoming noticeable that it's become a talking point between fans. So, again, is this just something that we're going to need to deal with under Geo? I hope not, because it's. I think somebody put in the group chat something like Rangers are boring to watch. They're, they are very boring to watch at the moment as a fan. As a neutral as well. Um, I don't know. My main man, Joe Aribo, what I'd give for him back, by the way. <laughs> Honestly. For God's sake. Who, who had Ali on the 23rd of August to say that? Yeah. Who who that? Who wins the sweep? I know. I don't like looking back in the past, but Joe Aribo, honestly, he's a, he's a guy. There's a big Joe Aribo hole in that team, by the way. He's a guy that can just do something. We don't, we don't have that many guys, apart from Ryan Kent and Scott Wright to an extent. We don't really have any guys that can just a wee bit of magic. Tillman is showing wee glimpses, but we just we've got a lot of players that are just dead safe, like you say, Carney. I just think we're missing somebody with a bit of magic. I still think the right hand sides we've still not solved that. Matondo looks like a work in progress. Um, I don't know. It worries me. I mean, the the. <laughs> I don't want to like, keep bringing the, the mood down tonight, <laughs> especially I'm away on holiday tomorrow. Christ, what mood I'll be the plane tomorrow. But um, <laughs> hopefully I'm not beside a Celtic fan tomorrow, God. But, um, I hope you are. Oh, I hope you God. are. One fully kitted out in the full tracksuit. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh, God. But um, oh. I know. But I mean, the, our next three away games is Celtic, Aberdeen and Hearts. 
And at the moment, that gives me a bit of the fear going forward because I can't put an argument up for Rangers at the moment to say we're getting nine points out of that at all. Um, I just don't know where the spark's going to come from, Carney. It's just so flat, lethargic, predictable. I don't know where the spark's going to come from. But I don't think we have the players to give us that spark, if you know what I mean. I, I think they're all quite similar. We do miss a durable type player. I know Tillman is along the lines of that, but disappointed he didn't play in um, Saturday, Tillman, but I know he's kept him for obviously tomorrow night. But mm-hmm. if he get injured, Tillman, you're, again, you're just relying on Ryan Kent all the time. And teams will just double up on him if it's just Ryan Kent, just take him out of the game. So that's ah, a worry. I wish I could bring some sort of positivity to this, but I need to tell the truth. I can't sugarcoat it. <laughs> but it's, it's been one of those weeks, mate. Look, and we wouldn't be fans, mate, if we were sitting here pretending that everything's all right in the Rose Garden when it clearly is not all right in the Rose Garden just now. Um, in terms of Ryan Kent, mate, all you need to do is defend, let mad when he's outside the box, but when he gets in, just move out his way because he won't shoot, so you'll be all right. <laughs> um, in terms of Scotia, Paul asked a question, let me grab it there. Uh, Paul asked a question, will Gio go to the market for a backup right back? A split passing attacking midfielder and a striker. Um, we are getting to that stage, mate, where the, the transfer window will slam shut, as Sky Sports will tell us. But just literally down there, uh, just underneath that, and I've lost it. I'm so professional at this. There you go, Michael Crooks has said, Alex Lowry, mate. Um, I think there's a space in this team for Lowry. I really do. I think there's uh, looking for a spark, looking for unpredictability. But even at that, Obviously, there's been rumours that Glenn Kamara's been linked with Nice. Is that right? It was yeah. Nice he was linked with. Yeah. I mean, for me, you, you would, I would take it. I would take the the offer. I think it was rumoured around five or six yeah. million. I think it was. Um, but it would have to be reinvested back into the squad. Um, and do you think Gio was going to do that? Right. Well, centre that midfield area is probably my biggest concern right now because it doesn't seem like Gio's decided on who he's putting beside Lundstrom or if he's putting anyone beside Lundstrom. As, you know, there's that argument that you could probably play a midfield of Lundstrom, Tillman and Lawrence, with Tillman and Lawrence that bit, a bit higher than you would have a Jack. But you've been kind of switching and swapping with Kamara, who's not looked up to it when we've seen him this season so far. Jack, who's mentioned, looks off the pace at the moment as well. And then... Davis obviously came in, had a really good first half um, mm-hmm. against PSV last week, but their tactical change kind of took him out of the game and he, he faded really quickly as well, probably because he isn't up to match sharpness either. So Gio really needs to get into that midfield area and kind of nail on what he's going to do with it. Lowry is an option for me. Um, I know obviously he had his injury earlier on in the season, but I don't, I don't want Lowry to be this player that comes in and we demand him to be there all the time. Like I said at the very start of the season, I don't expect, I didn't expect Lowry to get any more than probably twenty games or twenty starts this season, if I'm being honest. And I still think that's achievable. I know Ryan's away to watch the the B team tonight, um, so he might get to. See, I've not seen the lineups yet, but he might get to see a glimpse of Lowry, and he can give us his opinion when he comes back for um, club preview on Friday. In terms of the transfer market, I think an awful lot of it's going to hang on what happens tomorrow night. Because if we get into the Champions League, then we do definitely need an upgrade in, in that kind of area of the pitch, I think. But if it's the Europa League, there'll be the feeling that we can probably get by with what we've got. God. alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, um, I just, I feel, Ali, I feel right now the team is struggling to have any sort of identity in the terms of the way that we're going to play football. Look, and there's no doubt, like I say, I know we've criticised the Geo for tactics and we've criticised the way we're playing just now. Some At some points last year in Europe, mate, it was, it was a masterclass. Genuinely, it was like we were raving about how, how well he's done. And I know, it will, we know, we've, we've seen it for years, you can't build a team in Scotland that will be good in Europe. It just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. They don't cross over. It just doesn't work. But we, we we have a big enough squad to be able to adapt. So for you, mate, do you think if the money's good enough for Kamara, he goes and we do invest it? And where do we invest? If if the money's what's been floated about between anything for six to ten million for Kamara, uh, yeah, I like Kamara, but 
he's not turned up this season. He's lost his two, two best pals in Aribo and Bassey. That was his two best pals in iBooks. They've gone. Um, so, yeah, if that was the money for Kamara, I'd take it, reinvest it. I agree with Scorcher. We need somebody to play beside, um, beside Lundstrom. He seems to be trying different players there each week. Ryan Jack was probably the guy he was thinking of, but just doesn't doesn't look like Ryan Jack at the moment. So, on the right hand side, and again, we don't know what's going to happen with Alfie. You could be looking for another striker again because we can, uh, we can't rely on Kamara going forward. And Cholak, let's be honest, was brought was brought in as the third striker. He's now the the number one striker for Rangers at the moment, and he's doing well. But he was brought in as the third striker, so. I agree with Scotia. It all depends on tomorrow night. If we get into Champions League group stages, that pot of money, they can invest Rangers and maybe sell Kamara as well. If they go into Europa League, it's obviously it's not it's not the same money they're in, so they might have to go diff- down different avenues. I don't know, potentially a loan player bringing in. Um, there's lots of guys out there without clubs or sitting because the squads have been told for English Premiership. There's a lot of guys out there. There was one after thought of but his his wages is mega but whether you get him in loan or not Harry Winks was one I thought of at Tottenham which is gonna get a game at Tottenham um he was one I thought of but we just need to see what happens tomorrow night tomorrow night will decide what Rangers our fate. Is moving it will decide our fate. It will decide our fate for you go. It will decide <laughs> our fate yes no I mean you're right though I think is right as well it's all about what money's in that pot um, that's for sure but I, I would be shocked if we were done especially with the, the carry-on that's happened today with, um, with Alfredo um, I think we're going to be looking for a striker I think we're going to be looking for again something a wee bit more in the midfield and yeah it's a it's a it's going to be an interesting end to it but I think tomorrow night is the, the main focus now um, so we'll finish with that uh, we travel to Holland for the next match the small matter of a second leg of the Champions League playoff tie against PSV on Wednesday night. An all to play for game. Um, the first leg finishing two each last week. PSV had the weekend off, so there's nothing to report for them this weekend. Um, and I've not seen Gio's comments in the presser so far. But as I say, Scotia, after what we've just spoke about, um, and there is no doubt that Gio got it correct on uh, numerous occasions in Europe last season but my goodness is you're going to need to get it right tomorrow night uh, and especially now with the he's, put, he's gave himself also a bat to be beat with by not taking Alfredo even though a lot most people aren't really happy with Alfredo right now but I mean if it doesn't go wrong he's damned if, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't but he's going to need to get it spot on tomorrow night for us to get through Yeah I mean like you said obviously I've come out and said earlier that you know I'm still Kenny think Alfie can turn it round, but I wasn't expecting him to start tomorrow. And to be honest, I wasn't really expecting him to get many minutes because I don't think he's up to match sharpness yet. Not even not even fitness wasn't a concern for me, but just match sharpness um, to affect the game. So it is a wee bit of a stick to get beaten with if things go badly. But it's Rangers I in Europe. We are a different team in Europe. So I don't expect things to go overly badly if I'm say quite confidently <laughs> but you know as, as Rangers in Europe we've, we've come we've played difficult games like this and we are a different team because of the way we get this kind of space that we need we can play decent football I think it's going to be pretty hot out there tomorrow as well so yeah for a team that starts slowly could be very very good for us if it's um, 30 degrees out there and a nice wee leisurely game in the first half hour or so but no looking forward to it um, and I like I said we said last week when we previewed it um, Two very evenly matched teams. I think them at home obviously make them slight favourites, probably. And from for what's going on at the weekend, Kenny clouds our judgment a wee bit. If so, I think we're still both evenly matched, so I think it'll be a fairly tight game once again. Yeah, Ali football and cliche alert. Uh, they their fans will make the stadium hostile. It'll be a diff- difficult environment to play football in. The temperatures will be soaring, etc., etc. But I have seen a lot of people saying, "Yeah, they're confident, mate," and it wouldn't surprise you for Rangers to go out and put on an absolute masterclass tomorrow night and then get beaten Saturday. But um, what's your thoughts ahead of the game, mate? Uh, are you feeling confident about it, or are you um, dreading it? Well, you might be dreading it because you're not even going to see it. 
Yeah, I land as literally as the game kicks off, as long as my flight's in time. So I'll be trying to get out of my phone instantly as I go through immigration. But um, nothing would surprise me with Rangers. I, Rangers like being the underdog, to be honest. So tomorrow night, they are the underdog. So probably suits them tomorrow, tomorrow night, Rangers. Everyone thinks PSV is going to go through. Um, of course, you mentioned the heat there. Isn't the ideal, but obviously we've played that heat in Seville, Scotia. That was absolutely roasted out there. We know from being there. But um but anyway, not that just saying. That, that <laughs> I know, I know. But um nothing would surprise me, Rangers. I, I agree with Scotia. I think the two teams are very, very even. They're more physical than us, though, I would say. I think we need to be a bit more clever on the ball, but um a bit braver as well. But yeah, I'm optimistic. I know I started the pod and I've been very, very negative on the pod tonight for obvious reasons, but I am optimistic about about tomorrow night. We'll try and build it back up, mate. We'll try yeah. and build up a battle. battle and I would say, Carney, um, Gio's been talking to the press oh. and Joshua Barry has just said, I've just got it, it's Went off my bloody phone now, which is typical there. But he was <laughs> asked. professional podcast, mate. I, know. I, I literally just had it there. I'll need you'll need to come back to me. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> okay. I can't even believe that I had that there as well. It was on Morelos. Spectacular. Absolutely spectacular that you can interrupt me. Um, no, I think look, tomorrow night's just one of those one of those games that's going to be so so 50 50, and it all depends on how we decide to do things. and I think I think Rangers can do it. Yeah, I do think Rangers can do it, but I also think we could be the masters of our own downfall as well. And I don't want Gio to get kind of sucked into the occasion of it. I think no matter what, it's going to be an absolutely nerve-wracking game of football, really is. It's one of those one of those games where you're kind of going to be sitting on the edge of your seat from about half an hour before kickoff. And even talking about it now, I can already feel myself getting that kind of the match the anxiety kind of building in you. So it's going to be a, an interesting lineup, uh, an interesting matchup, and an interesting game. But there is so much on the line um, for Rangers tomorrow night, and I just hope so much that we can we can do something. Have you found it yet? I've got it. Go. <laughs> it's just a short. It's a short comment from Gio, but he was obviously asked on the Morello situation. Um, he said he found it difficult to leave him out, but he quoted, "To play for Rangers, you have to have a cer- certain level mentally, physically." At the moment, I don't think he is. So that's a bit of a damning statement for me, to be honest. Uh, he's, he's spat the dummy out, hasn't he? Let's be honest. He's yeah. decided that he's he's the big man around town and he's going to try and maybe let um try and take on Geo head to head. And it's not ended well for Alfredo, that is for sure. It's a massive call, as I say, I said it earlier on, it's a massive call for um for Geo to to leave him out for this game. But um the whole team tomorrow night is going to need to be absolutely on it. Gio's going to need to get things right, and uh, we will need we will need to be brave, Scotia tomorrow night. We will have to take our chances when they come, but don't be scared to create those chances. And please defend a corner. <laughs> Big Goldson was actually asked on that. The presser he says they've been working <laughs> on it. So, <laughs> yeah, Scotia, it is going to be key for us to take risks tomorrow night. We're going to need to be brave. Yeah, I think we're going to have to take the chance when they come because I do expect PSV to have most of the possession, as you would expect for a team at home. Um, They probably, in the first half against us last week, they probably stood off us a wee bit. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they play. And like you say, we only take our chances because if they play for more than 60 minutes of the game like they did for that 15-minute period at the start of the second half, then... It could be a really long night for us, so we'll need to take yeah. anything that comes our way. And you know what? Other than Kent, because I just don't trust Kent in front of goal at the minute. Um, <laughs> we've got players in that in, in the team that should be able to, you know, take knock away chances when when they get presented to them. Ali, everybody's giving you pelters and saying that's your blooper. You don't get many blippers off you, to be honest. I remember one, actually. That's just going sidetracking. Side you know, one, one remind, I remember there is, remember we did one with This Is Ibrooks, and you were halfway through your spiel, and oh, you had no idea I just what completely forgot. I just, I, just, I, just, I, in my head, I. We're just like, Scotia's not oh, done a blooper tonight, which has been quite good. No, to be fair, just you wait, just you wait, there's time yet. 
There is time yet. He's about to name the Mucci and he's starting 11. Um, Ali, I'll come to you, mate. As always, we'll finish with our, our squad prediction and our score prediction, mate. So, what is your squad and your score for tomorrow night? Okay. Um, McLaughlin in goal. Back line of Tav, Goldson, Sands, I think, because Davies, I don't think he's fit or he's injured. Um, Barisic is left back for me. He's actually pulled his finger out his arse since Yilmaz has been in. So he's, he's been impressive, Barisic. So he stays. Um, Lundstrom. Oh, this is hard. I was I was for Ryan Jack for tomorrow night, but after the weekend, it's a no for me. Um, Steve Davis, for me, comes back in beside Lundstrom. I'm also going to put Arfield in that midfield as well. And a front three of Ryan Kent, Cholak and Tillman. That's my team because Lawrence apparently took a knock, so I don't know whether he's fit for tomorrow night or not. I think he'll be all right. I'm hoping he'll be okay. Um, so I'm just based on Lawrence me? not being in the team. I am. Um, strap yourself in, Carney. Honestly, I think Chris, I'm on a flight <laughs> here tomorrow night. It's going to be one each. It's going to go extra time, and Rangers are going to win in penalties. Oh God, mate! I know. I've got that feeling, mate. I absolutely do have that feeling. Uh, Scotia, I'll come to you, mate. You're starting 11 and your squad. Um, my team is the team that started last week. So McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Sands, Barisic, Lundstrom, Davis, Lawrence, Tillman, Kent and Cholak. Now, I know Lawrence said he got the knock, but I didn't see anything jump out at the wee bits in the press conference I read on Twitter there. Um, my only concern is Davis. Davis is on, but Davis is only going to be able to play 60 minutes. I would love to have put Ryan Jack in there, but at the weekend, he didn't do enough for me. So I think I'd start with Davis just to give you that wee bit of control on the ball and get Lundstrom stuck onto Veerman once again. Uh, score similar to Ali, but a wee bit more exciting. I'm going for 3 2 after extra time. <laughs> God, man. Honestly, even thinking about it, man, I'm like, I've not been able to survive that. Uh, I'm going a bit different. I'm probably been kicking about with Ryan too much and thinking attack, attack, attack. Uh, McLaughlin, Tav, San, uh, McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Sands, Barisic, Lundstrom, Lawrence, Tillman, Kent, Matondo and Cholak. I am, uh, I'm gone for it. <laughs> I'm absolutely going for it. Pace on the wings, Tillman and Lawrence to do their thing, Lundstrom to hold the fort down uh, and yeah, Cholak to get on the score sheet as well for me. I'm going two each after extra time and Rangers to win on penalties. <laughs> I hope that doesn't come true. <laughs> I hope we do it in 90 minutes. I really do. Honestly, man, you need to come and do a podcast after it. I'll be shattered at that point. But no, either way, this is a, a massive game. Not actually get Ryan Steam, we didn't send it through. Uh, this is a, a massive game. Um, there's a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people in the comments now coming in and saying that they fancy Rangers and I think we're always going to fancy the team in Europe um, because of what they've what they've provided us over the last most well, the most recent years, anyway. So yeah, a massive game um, for sure. But I, uh, please Rangers, just let's go out and kick into a bit of positive mood, please, and get us into the the Champions League, which would be. I mean, gigantic, absolutely massive, absolutely massive. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do us for tonight. I say live one tonight, so stayed on a wee bit longer. Uh, obviously, quite a lot to get through. Ali, enjoy Mexico, mate. Uh, I hope you have a great time. Uh, and, yeah, I hope there's, <laughs> I hope there's a supporter of another club sitting next to you, know, the whole way to Mexico for nine hours or whatever it is. <laughs> Don't. You know, I was getting my hair cut this morning, Carney, right? There's a guy who walked right in front of my car, one of them. Celtic top on, Celtic tracksuit bottoms on, Celtic tracksuit ta- and the Celtic hat. And I was like, oh, my God. He doesn't even need to wear that for me to know what he is. But, um, no, I will enjoy my holiday. Thanks very much, lads. Um, I'll keep in touch with you when I'm over there. Don't worry. Um, I'm bringing my laptop over to watch all the games. So I will be tuning into the Rangers game. So, yes, Are you when I land in... Are you going to try and do a pod for Mexico? Oh God, would you want me on in Mexico on a podcast? No, not, I'm two weeks on holiday. I'm, I'm on holiday. I'm on holiday. Yeah, so I might come in. The, I might come in the group chat for a wee bit. Um, but no, hopefully when I land in Mexico tomorrow, Rangers are, are one 0 up in Eindhoven, and um, I can celebrate in Mexico tomorrow night with a with a Champions League music on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, hope so. Enjoy yourself, mate. Safe travels and Cheers. all that jazz. Scotia, uh, thanks very much, mate. And yeah, we'll speak to you tomorrow night, probably, mate. 
Yeah, I'm sure all the nervousness is going to start hitting me tomorrow because obviously the, the news about Alfie today is kind of taking away the fact that we were actually playing tomorrow night. But um, after just discussing it there, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, hope it's a good game. Massive for the club if, should we manage to get through. So here's hoping we can do it. Here is hoping so. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can become a YouTube member for only 99p. Uh, you can also join for £1.99 if you'd really like to support us. You can buy the podcast a coffee as well if you'd like to support us that way. All the links are below for that. And as always, before you leave, please do like the videos. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're very close to 3,000 now. It would be absolutely madness if we managed to get there because who would have thought us three clowns when we first started this would end up with 3,000 people subscribing to our channel. Madness, absolutely madness. So, yes, enjoy the game tomorrow night um, if you can. <laughs> if you can, if you can, if your nerves are going to put up with it. Ali, enjoy your holiday. Um, cheers, everybody, for tuning in the comments as well. It's always great when you get involved. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night with a club reaction after the game. Win or lose, don't you worry about that. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.